When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Blog Talk Radio.
Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Truth to Power show. You're listening to the uh, Myron Rice, and my name is Beverly D. And I just want to say that uh, everything that you hear, our opinions only, no one is giving out legal advice or uh, professional tax advice. These are just opinions uh, only. Mr. Rice, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing? Oh, all right, okay. I've got this here to use on my magic jack. For those oh, who don't know about if, magic if you are jack, kind of going, it's uh, thirty nine dollars a year, and you can use it as a for faxes, things like that. So you may want to get that magic jack. I don't know if it's going to work because you are going in and out. We'll try it and see. Okay. Well, it's going in and out. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Okay, well, you better call me in on on my other line. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay, everyone. Um... I'm going to connect Mr. Rice with us. Yeah, we can't hear going in and out real bad. Okay, then. Uh, Peace. Okay, um, everyone. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Hold okay. me in. You on? We're live. All right. I, uh, folks, we we kind of do a do a little housekeeping here. I uh, was using Magic Jack, and I use it as a second line. It's forty dollars a year, which is a good price to have a second line in your home. But it's these cordless phones that caused a lot of trouble here, so maybe I had to get a better cordless phone. Anyhow, uh, we, another housekeeping that I'm doing that you need to do is I'm on Beverly D has a Zoom, so a Zoom where I am sharing my screen, so if I talk about any documents, I, put them, I can put them on the screen and you can view them. You may have to turn the volume down if it's squilling, uh, but I have... Um, Picture, you know, I have actually what's on the screen and laws and things. We, I don't know if you do, were you able to put any laws up on the, on the, um, for the yeah, introduction? I have, well, I have them posted so everybody can see it. Okay. These laws here, for those, I know we got people from around the world here on this call, but these are Michigan laws. And just because they're in Michigan does not mean that if you can't find them in your state, then you can always come to call Michigan and get certified copies of their laws, and then you put an affidavit on top of the law, make it personal for yourself, have it, you sign it, have it notarized, and have it authenticated in your state and your county. Now the law is considered, because when you authenticate something, full faith and credit, it's all states are unified. So whatever's in one state can be done in another state. 
and so that it'd be acceptable in your courts, you would probably, you would need to have it authenticated by the Secretary of State of your state. You don't have to send it to the federal government like you did your birth certificate, but you can just have uh, you sign it, have it notarized, and have that notary signature verified as being active by the Secretary of State of your state. And that way, that law becomes your uh, foreign entity, your foreign entity if you authenticated your birth certificate. And I hope everyone on here has done the minimum is you need to authenticate your birth certificate and your, I call it born record. We might say birth record, but your born record. You have two dates on your birth certificate. One was the day you were born, and a few days later, a week later, was the day it was birthed, where the creation of your birth certificate and funds was put in. So that is something that hopefully we'll start recognizing because when we fill out applications, they ask for your birth date. Well, if they're asking for your birth date, you don't give them your born date. You will give them what they're asking for, your birth date. I know this sounds weird, but you were born a certain at a certain day, and then you was registered with the uh, the register, which is a probate officer, at a later date. So if you notice, there are two dates. It might even be three, because I see my doctor sign something on a certain date as well. But when it became registered, when the registered agent or the uh, actually he's a probate officer, the registrar, then that is the day it was made. You were made in, to be in bed. You were you were born alive, but they created a piece of paper from the afterbirth that fell out of your mother half hour, uh, the placenta half hour after the child was born. There was an afterbirth, and the, in, and the infant was created. So the two dates on your birth certificate is the child being born and the infant being created. Understand, the child being born and the infant being created. And that separation is something that we must do through our whole life. In the court, they combine it. They make that ch- live child to merge with the the infant. So we want the infant is a decedent of an estate. The IRS defines it under uh, their IRS manual, section 21.7.31.3.2, number two. Remember, everything we're talking about here is being recorded. Am I right, Beverly? Yes, it's being recorded. But I want to kind of repeat what you just said. So the date that everybody says that's their birth date, uh, that is not. Like your your birth date is August 4th, correct? But my born date is August. No, 4th. no, I'm not. I'm trying to. Come, not, I'm not. I'm trying. I want to break it down so they can really understand what you're saying. So what is that? That date, August the fourth, which we normally call our birth date, is not our birth date. That's our born day. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then if they look down at the bottom of their birth certificate. It's another date down there 
where the the register sign that that date. Now that's your birth date. Is that correct? That is correct. Now um, you saying we should use that day, not the day that we usually say is our birth date. Like for instance, yours is the fourth. We shouldn't use that. We should use that date at the bottom. It use like it might be the twenty third. Like yours might say August the twenty third. That's the day we should use when when they ask for our birthday. That is that is correct. If you uh, if you t- tune in, I'm sorry. Let me finish our, our housekeeping to get into Beverly Zoom. Once you have Zoom, go to Zoom and download it. The code to get into her page so you can see what I'm talking about. Her code is six seven five three. Zero five zero six six two. Again, you get into Zoom, you download Zoom, when you click on Zoom, it's going to ask for an access code. A code, Beverly D's code is six seven five three zero five zero six six two. And if you're on there now, you will be able to see my birth certificate, and you'll see the certain the dates on here. Um, in box number six, although it says date of birth, is actually date I was born, and then down at the bottom, date received at the local registrar, which is uh, maybe a week week or two later, August 23rd, and the register signature on it, that's when they created you there. And at the top, the birth number, is, once that birth number is put in there, then that's the birth certificate. If you look at my birth record or my born record, it doesn't have a number after the area code. That 212 is the area code. The first three numbers is the area code of your state. So they know what state you were born, you were born in. Okay. Ooh, I got a few people clocking in here. Turn your volume down for all those who's on on Zoom. Tell, mute yourself out so you won't overload. Please mute yourself out, Albe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, okay. So, anyway, anyone, if you come on the Zoom, and let me give you the code again. It is 675-305-0662. And make sure you mute yourself out so that you won't be, I won't hear you on the screen and uh, on the phone here. But anyhow, here is a picture and everyone has a birth certificate. There's some weird stuff on that birth certificate. People may not know, but if you look down there where it says full maiden name, your mother's maiden name is on there. So in other words, everyone is born a bastard. Everyone is born a bastard. And because you are a bastard, the state is going to take care of you. You can argue it if you want. But look on your birth certificate. Your mother's maiden name is on there. And then her married name, she's an informant. Look at number 17 here. Informant name on my birth certificate. That's what my mom is married. That's my last name. But that's not what is down there for my mother's name. Her maiden name is on there. So we are born bastards. They are taking care of us because we have no parents. So you saying that. The state is our daddy or our caregiver. Yes. When they, when the parents, parents got married, if they got married, 
uh, in the small print that says everything they produce, the two of them produce, belongs to the state. You are an informant. And anyone know about cop shows, the informant is the person who squeals on folks and, 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 and tells, you know, what's not supposed to be told. So the mama told on you as soon as you came here, as <clears throat> soon as you got on land, she told on you that you got off the ship, that you yep. birth. And she didn't she didn't even know what she was doing because nobody reads the small print. So it's not her fault. But what we have here on the birth certificate and the birth record, uh, you know, is you have a child. Why is it a child? Well, if you look down here, I, I know you can't see well, if you're not on Zoom, but I have here, I hereby certify that I attended the birth of this child when, oh, wow, I can't even read it. Uh, that's what the doctor wrote. No, that's what's typed in there. That's what that's what he recognizes. Let me get, zoom down in here. I have I hereby certify that I attended the child the birth of the child that was born alive as of the date stated above. Although this thing is kind of I zoomed in a little bit. And that's much. where the doctor signed at. And that's when he signed right next to it. Okay. So in other words, he's a witness. He's a witness that you're born alive. Folks, you have to, under the CESIQ Act to 1666, you have to tell them that you are alive in Section 3. Section 1 talks about everyone is lost at sea. Section 2 says after seven years, if no one has found or proven that you was alive, that there's an action that states that you are dead after seven years. So when you get age seven, you are considered dead. If the parents didn't put you in the newspaper, they didn't do one of those, uh, uh, you know, where they be trying to find all your background when your mom, your daddy, your grandma, what do you call that? Um, when they when they look back at your history of who you were oh, from. Your uh, heritage. Exactly. If that wasn't put in the newspaper or announced anywhere, then after seven years, you are considered dead. And then uh, later on, you the third section of it is that you must prove you're alive by an action. And if you ever have, if you ever get your birth record or your born record at the county or the hospital you were born at that the doctor signed it, uh, it will have that when you have it authenticated, it will say it's the clerk of the court or the court clerk. Or, and that it's acceptable in any court. So that is the action a court judge puts you dead, announce you being dead, but that um, authentication on the birth record is, is put, being done in court. I recognize it as being an action saying that you're alive mm-hmm. and the doctor's your witness. So, because as you see it right here, he said that this child is born alive. But remember, it's an infant that was created to be dead. And through our our, our education system in public schools, any schools, the first day of class, they do a roll call. When they call your name, they're not calling the, the, the child. They're calling an infant name. And you say, here, here, well, you just, Merge yourself in with the uh, infant, 
So it's a difference between a child and an infant as far as legal is concerned. As far as legal, because the child is alive. That's why there's child protection. They have to protect the child. The child has to be protected. There's child protection laws all over the place, things that you cannot do with a child. Oh, that's what we we hear on TV now about those illegal. They keep talking about the children. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the child has to be protected. That's what the, that's what the state has to do. They have to protect the child, the federal government. But the infant, it's just a piece of paper. It's being controlled. It was given money. The birth, the the born record was not given any funds. But the birth certificate, once they put that stamp on there, uh, at the state, at the vital statistic, at the state level, not the county level or the city level where you were born at. But at the state level, you are um, given money. There are funds that are put in your case in, into your uh, account, which is called the uh, under the Social Security Act of 1935, Title Five, Section 501-502. That's the Social Security Act of 1935, Title Five, and it talks about $1.8 million is given to you uh, and um, $1 million every year that you consider being alive is put into your account. That's why every state does census. because They know how many people are alive in their state so they get funds from the Department of Commerce, which is getting funds from the, from the United States uh, Department of Agriculture. We're all under the Department of Agriculture because we are land. We're born of the land. Man has come from the land. Adam was brought up from the land, from the ground. Now, there's something that some people might need to know, and I'm going to say something here, and it might shock you a little bit, but I know that a lot of people who authenticated their birth certificate tried to go down and, and file it down at the register of deeds, and they said, we only do land. We only do land. Well, look at my birth certificate I have on the screen. Uh, it got it has down there where under the under the doctor, uh, the hospital I was born in. Uh, above it, it says full name of hospital or institution. So they put the name of the hospital I was born in. Well, if I was born there, then why don't I get the legal description or I would get the um, means and what is it? Uh, Platinum. Meats meat, meat and means. Meats and meat, bounds. Yeah, the meats and means of that hospital that you were born in, and then you can register, register yourself. Put it in the affidavit format. An affidavit. Why affidavit? Well, you might want to download what is what they call the, the 10 laws, what is that, the, um, 10 laws of commerce. I, I seem to have removed it. Oh, yeah. It's called the 10, Ten Commandments of Commercial Law, the 10 Commandments of Commercial Law. And if you go down to, what is it, number four, truth is an affidavit. An affidavit is your solemn expression and underlies a commercial transaction. It must have someone say it, it, it is true and correct. 
you know, so you got to have true and correct. And then it says, uh, number six, unrebutted affidavit stands as truth. If claims are not rebutted, they merge as the truth. So you basically were saying an unrebutted affidavit becomes a judgment. Let me read that again. Number This is number six under the Ten Commandments of Commercial Law. And you type that in and you download those Ten Commandments. Look at number six. Unrebutted affidavit stands as truth. If claims are not rebutted, they merge as the truth. An unrebutted affidavit becomes a judgment. There is nothing left to resolve. Hebrews 6, 16-17. I, I like these because these uh, commandments have scripture back in what they're talking about. So if you don't want to think that this, this is somebody's opinion, then I suggest you have a Bible next to you and go to the scripture that backs this up. That's what I like about these laws. Each one has scripture backing it up, Okay. So go in there again, Ten Commandments of Commercial Law. Put an affidavit uh, stating the, the meets and bounds of a hospital that you were born in, and then go and refile it down and say, oh, I'm refiling this real estate of the hospital that I was born in, and you're attaching the birth certificate to it. Isn't that sweet? Also, I know that there are some states that after seven years, they destroy your, uh, we say, birth certificate or born certificate. Live birth or born. Live birth. They destroy it. See, they, they're deliberately not trying to make you become a, a child. They want you to be an infant so they can control you. Well, you are to find, or you should find at least four or five people older than you, by at least five years older than you, that was around the day you were born. If they're a little bit older, that's great because that means they understand. A five-year-old might not know somebody being born. They can't say, oh, I remember you being born. But somebody at an age is older than you as witnesses stating that, yes, this person was born on this date, whatever date you're stating is. And um, put put it again. Put it in affidavit form. Create. And that's the nice thing about I use birth certificate, uh, affidavits for. I create my own certificate of title for my vehicle. I create my own um, grant deed for my property. These are things you can create with an affidavit, with an affidavit, because it becomes law. It's nobody but it. It becomes law. So uh, there are some people, I, I can't find my birth record. Uh, well, create one with an affidavit. Find witnesses, at least three or four relatives, aunties, you know, uncle, somebody who's around, great grandma, anyone who's competent to say, yep, I was there when you were born that day, and create your own birth certificate. Okay. Um, before we start now, and um, what I have already spoken of, before I want to get down to who we are and find out who we are on the day, um, I guess 16 years later, 17 years later, when you got your driver's license, uh, you fell under another category, and you're not a child or you're not an infant, but you fell under another category, uh, a hat, another hat you're wearing, and that's called a resident agent in Michigan, registered agent in some states. If you want to sign the laws dictating your registered agent 
or resident agent, just type in there the resident agent or registered agent, comma, and the state you're born in. And I heard that in uh, uh, Eon was mentioning. He talks about this. I've been talking about for years, for years. But he got something I think he recorded earlier this year. But you can go and find your rules and laws. Just stick in registered agent and your state, and it should pop up. It should come up. So you can read uh, your requirements and your job description. But we want to do that here and uh, um, on, 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 I got it. I'm showing it in Zoom. But we're going to start off if you, I, I know that we put it in there, but if you want to type in, you're on a computer, uh, you want to type in MCL and all of the MCL, which is Michigan Compiled Law. And remember, MCL is um, it's called Prima Facial Law. It's in LexisNexis. It's copyrighted. These are private laws, people. They're corporations. The state is a corporation, and they have to have policies and procedures and rules to follow in their charter. Well, Michigan has uh, Michigan Compiled Law. they got Michigan Compiled uh, uh, Revised Law. they got uh, MCR, MCL. We have different laws. Michigan does not have UCC. It's called MCL 440. So if you go into court in Michigan and talk about UCC 1-308, you could get thrown in jail for contempt. We don't have a UCC in Michigan. We have it, but it's under another number. It's not called Universal Commercial Code. It's MCL 440. So, so I'll let you know. And this one here, we deal with corporations, and in Michigan, dealing with corporations is MCL 450. 450. So before I start on this, are there any questions out there on what we spoke about, about on a birth certificate, creating your own birth record if you don't have one? Uh, you want to make yourself a land, a piece of land? then you can uh, use the hospitals, meets and bounds, or the legal description, whichever, to create that you were on land when you were born in the hospital. It's like when you do your land description on your house. You live there. You moved into it. That's your house. You can record it. I moved into this house. I bought this house. And you can take that house and a description given to you and go down to the register of deeds and, you know, record it. Well, the hospital, that's a, you could do the same thing for the hospital. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. It's the same situation. There's no different. One I was born in, the other one I moved in. Yeah, because it's recorded because it's on, I mean, it's on your birth certificate. They got it right there on your birth certificate. The exactly. Hospital, you just got to put the legal, put the legal description. There you go. It just got the name, but we know we can get the we got the we can find the address and then the, and then the legal description if you want, or you can go I don't know to the land patent and and get the uh, meets and bounds or uh, somebody. Uh, you can get it online. I used to get them online. I used to go online and get the legal description. Yeah, the legal description you get, but the meets and bounds is oh, a little yeah. bit it's, it's not legal. That's a lawful. That's a lawful land. So you want the land, not the legal. Legal is something they created, 
but you want the land description of it with the meets and bounds of the land. So, in other words, you're almost like you're creating a land pattern. Yeah. And let me get a, let me get a number so if somebody have questions before you move on. The number is three two three six four two one five eight six. That's three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, they went off. There's a guy named Juju. Someone named Juju came on, and they didn't have their mic muted. Uh, they went, they seen them went off. But um, these are uh, things we have to, to start focusing on, trying to do to get ourselves. You want to put your put your authenticated birth certificate and record it personally. Anything you record and register these or at the state, it's public. I I, I don't. I wouldn't file nothing down there. I keep I register it to myself. I register it to myself, and I don't open up. I, before I put it in an envelope, I scan it in. So if I got to print it out and send it to someone, I will send it to them certified. Now they have a certified copy of registered document. Don't be giving people your originals. You get a certified copy of your of your originals that you have registered to yourself. If they require the originals, let them state it. The original can be produced upon, uh, you know, $5,000. I'll give you a copy of our scripts, let you see the originals. I'll be giving people your originals, folks. Especially if you are paid to have them authenticated. Now, I know that's right. You pay for it. I know I spend almost what? Four, five hours to get my birth certificate. I had to wait till after lunch. They quit working for two hours. Uh, I'm not going to spend all that time and money. I think I got two of them. It cost 60 bucks. You know, I'm not going to give my stuff away. A registered copy of it is just as good. Um, there, uh, there's a law. Let me see if I can find it. And I look for it as I'm speaking that says that authenticated copy is just as good as original. Authenticated is just as good as an original. Especially if you copy it on uh, bonded paper. The birth certificate, yeah. If you're going to print it out, you can print your birth certificate on bonded paper and give it to them. Still where your original, like if you go in the court or something and you're trying to pay a bill using your birth certificate, um, I know people who did that, they went to court, the uh, the notaries showed up with the birth certificate, the uh, uh, authenticated birth certificate in their hand, and stated this person is where there's a mistake. They didn't get full disclosure that when they mentioned their name, they made that child, or which is a beneficiary, into a, a infant, which became a trustee. It's called subjugation. People need to look at that term. Subjugation is when you're being replaced. Something's being replaced with something else. You walk in the courtroom as a beneficiary. And how are you stating that? I'm stating that with my authenticated birth certificate because I have an affidavit that says what? Beneficial ownership. Your birth certificate, the birth certificate should be an affidavit on top of it. So when you get it back from the federal government, and which is a certificate of genuineness. Now I have, I'm genuine. 
I'm over the state or its municipality. I have an affidavit uh, authentication on top of the state. People, know who you are. You have an uh, authentication that's on top of the state. The state is a certificate of authority. The federal government is a certificate of genuineness. You are genuine. And what did you say about when you register? I'm I'm missing what the question is. Oh, you know, okay, certificate, you genuine, but then what did you say when we register to ourselves? That take us to another level. Well, it, it, it says we we put in an affidavit on it that says that we are a beneficial owner, that we're beneficiaries. We are beneficiaries and we and we haven't we're signing it, we haven't it notarized, and we haven't that affidavit authenticated at the state level. That means the state is recognizing you as being a beneficiary. Why aren't you taking that into the courtroom? Why aren't you producing that before you walk into the courtroom? Because they already know you're a beneficiary. Now, it's something that I did, and this is just my own personal situation here, and we're going to talk about it as an agent. The state of Michigan made me an attorney, in fact, as well. So not only the, the birth certificate, you're saying it is a beneficiary. The birth certificate is a beneficiary in a courtroom. You can go in as an attorney for the defendant, which happened to be the beneficiary. I have, I'm separating the child from the infant. The infant is a defendant. The child is an attorney. Now, what attorney goes to jail for what the defendant does? So if I am the, if I'm walking in before I go in the courtroom, I'm letting them know I am an attorney, attorney in fact. And if you're looking on my screen, if you have Zoom, and I know only a couple of people do, you will see Michigan Law, for those who don't have, not on Zoom, uh, Michigan Law, MCL 450.701. Michigan Law, MCL 450.701. And it states here that anyone, any manager, anyone who ha- that has an elected position or appointed uh, that they have to have, they have to appoint the resident agent of such corporation as his true and lawful attorney in fact upon whose service upon whom service of process may be may be made by such person is a director, manager, or trustee. So they have to appoint you. So whoever the governor is or whoever that's a, 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 who we elect into a position over us who, who's creating the, the CEO of the, uh, the, the state of Michigan Corporation, the governor will be the CEO of the state of Michigan Corporation, has to appoint a resident agent who happened to be a true and lawful, not legal, true and lawful attorney, in fact. So when you go in that courtroom and they say, you you need an attorney, you know, I'm an attorney. I, the child, 
I, the man, I'm the attorney. That's the title I'm carrying in this courtroom. Because you can't be the man in the courtroom. They can't recognize a living person in the courtroom. That's why the judge is wearing black. But you can have a title, just like you go to your job. You're a man, but when you're punching the clock, you're holding a certain title. At 4 or 5 o'clock when you punch out, you're becoming a man again. You don't carry that title home with you. Your parents, your mother, your, I mean your mother, your daughter, your wife, your kids, they're not calling you your title at home. They're calling the man. They're trying to address the man or that you are a woman. They don't address your title that you punch a clock in. Hi, Daddy Plumber, you know. <laughs> Hi, Daddy Carpenter. Hi, Daddy Attorney, a lawyer. They don't address you as that. Let's tell them. I'm an attorney, in fact. I'm the attorney. Now, this is at the state level. I did one little bit, one more better that I feel I done. I'm just my opinion, Mr. Rice here. We're just giving, we're not giving legal advice here. We're giving you my opinion of what I have done. And I registered myself. I used the form, the Treasury Direct Form 5188. Now, please listen to me. Treasury Direct Form 5188, doable power attorney, doable power attorney. You are appointing an attorney in fact. Your estate trust, my estate trust, my all cap name, my legal, full legal name, estate, because it's an estate and it's a trust, is appointed, and in my case, I use my assumed name certificate or assumed business name for Minnesota, where I use I have a legal name, the full legal name as a business, and I say and and it's a business trust. So in other words, my estate trust is using electing the business trust as an attorney in fact. And if you go to your agency or your assumed business name you see it's signed a little bit different. They call it the name holder. And the name holder is the last name, comma, first, and middle. So that is the signature of stating that the name holder is not, is not the full legal name. Business It's not the full legal name. So right there, there's a, there's a, a, a law or a procedure that you do to separate yourself from the child and the infant. That's Minnesota. I think there's only two other states, North Carolina, and I think Texas are two other states where it's using your last, first and middle, it's all small cap. They only capitalize the first letter, your last name, everything else is small cap. Your 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 first and middle is all small cap. So you saying? Did you say your last name? Did you say hyphen or comma and your first name and uh, middle your middle name? That's well. So which it, one? Do you, it it doesn't. I sign it with the hyphen between the first and middle because you're only supposed to have one name. There's not supposed to be a middle name. You only supposed to have one name. So you put a hyphen between your first and middle name to connect them together. But when you get it back from the uh, Minnesota Secretary of State Office, they have them separated. But they do have them all small cap. 
We tried to go down to Michigan, uh, DBA, uh, me and this other guy went down there. And because of the computer system, because everything is computerized, we tried to tell them to put it in small cap. They would type it in small cap, but when it came out, it all made everything capitalized. They could not, that's a programming situation. Someone had to actually go in there and reprogram the computers so it will be small cap. But that's not usually the case in most states. The same way, computers automatically capitalize every letter. Any capitalization is called dog Latin. That means it doesn't have any, it's just symbolism. It doesn't mean anything. It is not English. English, when you sign your name, you do not sign it all cap. You can't sign nothing all cap. You sign the first letters capitalized and the rest of it is small. And I'm just trying to express the difference because and people got that DVA. I got a DVA. It's usually the same thing with the DVA, but a DVA is not a certificate. It's only a certificate and license that allows you to be take control of something. A certificate and a license mean that someone has what they call the equitable title. They gave you a certificate, which is just a legal title. It's a title of color. It doesn't mean it means someone else is in control. But there are laws and procedures here I'm talking about, authenticating, putting an affidavit on it, where you don't own it, but you can control it. Own nothing, control everything. This is what the Rothschilds and the 12 families, bankers that control the world. They don't own nothing, but they control it. This is what we're doing with the certificate. We want to control it. And what do we do when we control it? The certificate of title that they gave me, I'm putting, I'm creating an affidavit where I'm creating my own certificate. I'm acknowledging their certificate, creating my own certificate. So I have pretty much the same information, but I'm putting my name on the affidavit. Myron on this car, blah, 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 blah. I did a certificate of title for my vehicle. I put my name on there, on the affidavit. And what did we just say? It, I sent it to the state. I surrendered it to their, my certificate. I surrendered it to, with their certificate. I surrendered their certificate, and I submitted my certificate. If you look under UCC 9-303 or in Michigan, MCL 440.9303, it states in the second part that the issuing jurisdiction, the issuing jurisdiction no, is no longer is ineffective when the new jurisdiction has surrendered in the title, has surrendered their title, and is being transferred to a new certificate. So go to UCC 9-303, and it's talking about certificates. And you have to surrender what you have to them that they gave you. They gave you something, you surrendered back to them, but you have to create your own certificate. So the cops stop me, I'm giving them the certificate that I created, I surrendered. They don't respond. I don't care. I got the green card showing that they received it. All I'm doing is giving this is my certificate because I am foreign. My vehicle is my vehicle. This is my certificate of title for my foreign entity. I'm foreign because when I authenticate anything at the Secretary of State, at the federal 
or the state, it asks me what country. And the country has to be outside the Hague. So you're not domestic. Anything in the Hague Convention is domestic. And you'll get a domestic authentication. You may say, you you didn't authenticate it properly. You have to have a foreign status, someone outside of the Hague Convention. So I'm foreign. I'm a foreign entity. So I have to have my own rules. I have to have my own certificate. I have to have my own everything, my own license plate. My own, I have to have all this stuff. So I want to create affidavits that's unrebuttable. What is an affidavit? An affidavit is the truth. The truth is that this is mine. It's my own personal. Uh, I just want you to understand how you have to start doing things and start seeing things. And so you don't get a response. That's not, I don't care if they threw it in a trash can. You got that green return or you can go to USPS and download when it was delivered. You don't have even, if you don't want to pay the extra five, four dollars to get the green turn, the green card back to you, you send it to them certified or registered so that you will be able to track it. They got a tracking number and you can go to uh, USPS, United States Postal Service, and they will tell you when they delivered it, print, you know, cut and paste it, put it in Word, and then you'll have a record of it being delivered. That's all we have to do with them. They're not going to recognize it because it only shows their fraud. So they don't answer. But that's not what's important. What you're going to be doing is walking in that courtroom, first of all, saying, hey, this is, I got an authenticated birth certificate that happened to be a beneficiary, Your Honor. And the state, Secretary of State, put their seal on it. Now, my birth certificate. And the federal, too. Yeah, and the federal. But I'm just saying the uh, the affidavit itself, if you just want to deal with the affidavit, because you don't have to give them the original of what you did with the federal government, those authentications, I would have to give that to them. Everything is being summarized on the affidavit that I put on top of it. It's like your bank statement. They, you know, it has a summary of all the funds and all the money that checks you deposit, checks you roll, anything you did on that account for a month is summarized on that first page. That is what your affidavit is. It's a summary. Everything is on your birth certificate. Name, mama, uh, the, the, I got the, the, the doctor's name on there. I got the register name on there. And the date that they sealed it, all that is on my affidavit. So all I got to do is give my affidavit because I signed it. It was notarized, a witness. And you do a uh, um, jurat, jurat, J-U-R-A-T, not an acknowledgment. A jurat when you do a notary, J U R T, a J U R A T, sorry, jurat, J U R A T. A jurat is that said, you you sworn that everything above here is true and correct. This is what the notary is saying. You swore to me that all everything up there is true and correct. Not just acknowledging your signature, because your signature, they don't care what's in the contents of it, but this way you wanted to make sure the content is true and correct. But remember, you're doing an affidavit, and it's supposed to be true and correct. You just read the, the Ten Commandments of Commercial Law. So you're doing a jurat, not an acknowledgement, that you're doing a jurat, and then you're going to have it authenticated with your state. Because in Michigan law, authenticated uh, 600, 
uh, MCL 600.2105 it is, where they're stating that uh, um, anything that's authenticated is acceptable in any courtroom in the state, in this state. It's acceptable in any courtroom. 600.6105, I believe it is, or 6103. It's in the chapter 21 of uh, 600, MCL 600. But um, anyhow, this is this is what you need to do. We need to do this. Do you have any questions out there? Any questions? I know I'm covering a lot of things here. But uh, nobody calling in? Anybody on the uh No, I nobody can... has their hands raised. You can call in. The number is 323-642-1586. And push the number one if you um, have an experience uh, that you'd like to share or you stuck with something and you want some clarity, this is the time to call in and get well, some You know, if you don't ask questions, folks, I have to assume that you're doing it and you don't need me no more. So, well, we don't need to have these calls. We've been doing it for, what, a year and a half now? Right. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Y'all have all the, if you got the answers and you have no problem, then I don't really need to be here. We do have somebody have their hand raised. Five, five, oh, no, no. five, five, one, two hundred. Hey, how you doing, Beverly and Brother Myron? How y'all? We doing all time. Hold on a minute. L.A., mute yourself again. I don't know if they automatically unmuted because I hear you in the background. See if you can mute yourself again. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, With the I question. I'm today. sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah, I missed I missed y'all last week. Y'all didn't come on uh, last week. No, I had something to do last Sunday. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But well, we we yeah, live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> now we don't want you to go nowhere, Myron. Uh, you know, I appreciate you know what you are uh, putting out. I mean, I've been listening to. Uh, you know, some of your information for over a year, and I'm still soaking it in, trying to, you know, make sure I'm uh, solid with everything I'm understanding. Uh, but uh, I like that process you were talking about uh, in terms of, uh, I forget the number of the form, but it, that you were saying uh, the Treasury Direct to do the, uh, uh, what you call it, the attorney in fact? Yeah, 5188. Now, please understand, I'm using the form because of the wording of the form itself, but I'm not turning it into the treasury rate. I'm using it as because I have a medallion seal. You look on there, your manager at your bank has to stamp it. A manager with a medallion seal is like a federal notary. You got a state notary and you got a federal notary. So he is verifying that I am who I am and that this position of being attorney of fact for the all-cap name, which is what the form is saying I'm doing, it's, it's acceptable. Now, somebody, you know, who charges folks, and I'm giving them free information, going not, he took it out of context and he sent it to the Treasury Direct. Uh, he didn't finish the whole document. He didn't finish what I said that had to be added on there. But he became public enemy number one. It sounded like they were about to knock on his door and take him straight to jail because he was fraudulently putting some paperwork in there 
and he didn't. It's not backed up with anything. He don't have an assumed certificate. I have to think when on that business situation because this is a the ANC is a business. I created a trust, so I have an EIN number for the business. I also have to create an article of unincorporated. Every business must have an article of incorporation. All this is to back up that the ANC name is legit. He didn't have none of that stuff, so they don't know who the heck he is. So I'm just letting y'all know, even though it's a treasure direct form, I'm only getting the medallion seal man on there to verify that I am who I am as far as my last, first, and middle name. Because it's asking for the signature of the business name. Now, how do I sign the business name? You know, I mean, the estate name. As an estate, how do I sign it? By colon, first, dash, middle, semicolon, and the last name. I could put down the family of and all, but that's too that's too much for a signature. Family of rice. No, I ain't got to go through all that. Just put semicolon in the rice. You know, it's just saying. So by semicolon, first, dash, middle, semicolon, last. That's how you sign it if you're doing a contract or something like that and you sign under the estate. But as a, under the business name, it's going to be the last, colon, first, dash, middle. If it's a real, now on the birth certificate, which I may do over again, on my birth record, I sign. I should be signing first and middle. There is no last name. The last name, the surname, belongs to the state. It belongs to the crown. So if you're dealing with anything saying I'm a lie, then you need to be signing it by colon first dash middle. That's it. And then nobody should argue it. If they stamp it, so what? You didn't put in that name. They didn't know you're looking at who you are, and you show my ID, my passport. I use a passport. You'll notice on your passport, and it's not an ID. A passport only saying where you're from. It's not an ID per se, like a driver's license. It's not an ID. It doesn't say where you're from. But if you know on a passport, your last name is on top, and then your first and middle is underneath it. So I got there. I got paperwork showing my first and middle is separate than my last name. It's not. They're not in the same on the same line. But anyway. Now, how how should you sign your name if you go into court? I'm, I'm, I just said I'm an attorney, so you know what? I'm gonna sign my name, Rice, comma, by colon, Rice, comma, first dash middle, because that's what my assumed name certificate tells me that I am. I'm name holder of a business trust that is now in control or the power attorney for or power in fact, attorney in fact, for the all-cap name, which is an estate trust. So let me be clear. So so you're saying the treasury direct form, you're basically just filling that out, and then you go to your bank, and then uh, you get them to do the medallion seal on it, and then you just keep it, or you are you supposed to put it on yeah, re- record somewhere? Or? Yes, I registered it to myself. Now, later on, I, like I said, I put the package together where I could send it to the Treasury Direct. A lot of times they tell you that they're only going to put a medallion seal on a 
security or a bomb. So I, and I did it years ago, you know, maybe a year or so ago, where I got a relationship with my manager. He knows who I am, so I don't even need to have an ID. But um, I took my authenticated birth certificate because now he sees that that's a bond. So if you got to take that authenticated birth certificate with you and say this is in reference to, I'm doing this in reference to this uh, this bond that I have in my hand right here. They can't argue your birth certificate on the back of it says it's a security. Remember, they can only uh, they put a medallion seal on securities in reference to securities and bonds. So you may take that birth certificate with you and show it's authenticated. Okay. So he shouldn't have any problem. I, I don't have it because he, he knows who I am now, so I don't I don't have to keep carrying that with me. I have it with me, but I never had to produce it. I don't even have to produce my ID because I'm banking with them. They know me. Mm-hmm. You got they and they don't know. He I started off. He didn't know any more than than I did when I started. He still the the manager didn't even know. Period. He didn't know either. So y'all he we're getting educated together. So then once so, you have Paula, the, why 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 are you why you breaking up? Yeah, you're breaking up, badly. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. I was asking him, what is he doing with his treasury direct account? Oh, I'm not, I don't have a treasury direct account. I haven't oh, okay. done this, but I'm I'm interested in, in doing it uh, because, yeah, I want to be able to, you know, I very much and talk about the, uh, you know, being an attorney, attorney in fact and, you know, whatnot. So, that sounds like a good position to be in, so I want to try to get myself there. So I'm just trying to understand the process. So, so basically, Myra. So once you you get that documented uh, medallion sale by your banker, uh, then you just register it and then take it out when you need to use it. Or, I mean, how else does that work? No. I, I registered to myself. Now, what I'm going to mm-hmm. do with that is to, I'm going to forward it to the court administrator of the state, the state court administrator, and tell them to please update your record so that your courts understand when I walk in that door, I'm walking in as an attorney of the uh, straw man, the all cap name. I'm not coming okay. in and don't be trying to make me. The the infant. I am not the infant. I'm coming in as a child in control, just like when you when you hire an attorney. Uh, isn't he in control? You won't go to jail because you're guilty. Do attorney go right. to jail if you're guilty? No. Mm-hmm. But have you? He stipulate he has to send in, and it's called a uh, uh, uh oh wow. It's called a, a statement of entry. You have to tell them who you are because everybody's foreigner. So you have to send in something to the court saying entry of appearance. It's called an entry right, of appearance. Right, Everyone right. has to state what they are before they walk in the courtroom. Well, this is part of my entry of appearance that I'm giving the court right off the bat of who I am when I walk in that courtroom. So don't be trying to trick me by trying to make me a trustee when I am the attorney. And you allowed under what uh, the um, – Number the um, uh, Sixth Amendment to have a counselor. 
Mm-hmm. You church? can have somebody oh. represent you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sixth Amendment allows you to have a counseling. So, in a sense, I'm counseling. And don't let them try. Well, you you exercising law without a license. No, 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 no. The Attorney General, which was the Judiciary Act of 1789, the position was someone who's knowledgeable in law. You have to just be knowledgeable in love to be attorney general, even though they use lawyers. And I understand the difference between a lawyer, even though the definition they gave me, I don't think it's the right one. Now, what, what was that? Slow down, Mr. Rice. You know, you get <laughs> What was that? 1789. What, what was that again? That was that's the Judiciary Act. Judiciary Act of 1789 is where the attorney general office was developed. It was created in that traditional judiciary act of seventeen eighty nine. Okay. And the voice has kind of been modified, but I remember reading when reading when it said that you don't have to be licensed. All you have to do is be knowledgeable in law. Mm-hmm. You know they say now that they're part of the bar that the bar has to approve them but you don't have to be licensed with the bar. Because I was under, I always was under the impression that a lawyer and an attorney, that the difference is one is actually licensed and the other one isn't. The attorney right. is actually licensed, but the, the, the lawyer is not. He would right. be practicing law. They kind of merge the two. They kind of merge the two nowadays, but that's not the way it used to be. Okay, caller. Thank you. I have another call. Yeah. Thank you. I hope I answered your question, sir. You registered it to yourself, and you send certified copies out to them. Of course, you write the last line. You say, if you want to see the real copy, the original, then please give me $10,000, $5,000 for me to do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because uh, I don't remember. Can, can I ask one quick question in Go terms ahead. of uh, – yeah, like like I've 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 changed my name, so you know my my license and all of that is in the name, the new name that I use, but my birth certificate is still you know as it is. I never did any court process to change my name, so uh, I mean how how could I work that, uh, or should I just do something where I do an affidavit that states that you know my name used to be this and you know. I've been using it for, you know, over over 20 years now as this. I think you you want to go and get that form. Uh, Treasury Direct has a form called 0385. 0385. Let me see here. So write that down. Treasury Direct, tell them in the government. Uh, Wait a minute. I'm in the wrong one. Look at uh wait a minute, federal let me see the treasury department. Now can he also do a ANC uh, a with the assumed name under his birth certificate name? As the yes president? he yes he can because you gotta go you know, my, my model is follow the money. Where's the money at? I don't know. Where wherever the money is, is what they're going after. I don't care how many times you change your name, but like people that's what I understand. You change your name, but exactly how much money went into that new name you have. Because the first name that you had on your birth certificate, it has $1.8 million and $1 million every year. 
So this new name you changed different. Exactly how much money do you have in it? How much money is in that new name that you created? Because it don't have a birth certificate. You probably don't have none. I just want him to answer the question. What oh. new name? How much money did you have in that name you created, sir? Oh, I mean, I've I've worked for you know several several years under that name, but uh, you know, I I would imagine. I mean, it's still tied to my same social, so. I mean, account would basically be the same, you know, right? I'm 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 I, I'm not I'm not debating what you're saying. I, I'm just trying to put a point out there, because a lot of people the the name your name you change it, but it's associated with what your birth certificate in some way. Right. There's an association, so the funds might have been transferred over to it. But there's some people who want to separate themselves for where the money is. That I, I don't understand that. If you got a rich uncle sure. Sam. Why you want to basket yourself away from it? No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm trying to do that. I mean, I've, I've. Uh, I mean, I have the same social security number, so it's tied to you know that original K account. You know. So. Okay. Yes, I, mean, I, I, I'm, I got I'm, that I'm just, point. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm just asking because I don't know how they perceive things. You know, when they look at it, you know, I mean, they arrest me, they use, you know, my new name and, uh, you know, whatever money they're getting out of the account, you know, they're getting from somewhere or whatever. Evidently, they, you know, still using probably, you know, my original birth name. Your original name. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you probably need to do like the females, like we have two names. We have our birth name and our marriage name. And some mm-hmm. of us just... We put both of the names in business. We get two up, two accounts. You know, two AD. Uh, what do you call that? AD. What do you? How? What's the business? A and DBA. DBA. Yeah, DBA. Or, or uh, uh, also known as AKA, also known as. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking at. I'm talking about the Minnesota. What we went and found for the Minnesota. Oh, uh, the, I'm talking about that. Yeah, A. That's the A and C. Yeah, A and C. Okay, mm-hmm. I got on the screen here. I got on my screen of you. Actually, you're not in Zoom. But no, it's, called a, it's called a certificate of identity. It says FS form 0385. And it's an affidavit. It says affidavit. And it says, I certify that the name, and it's got one empty line, one line, and, and it's got another empty line, referred to the same person who correct name is, and then they got, and then there's another empty line. So I can have two names and still refer them to them saying that it's the same as, as my name, my other name, you know, my real name. So you, if this form is where okay. you can combine different things, like I got a bank uh, under mm-hmm. an 81 number, I got a uh, uh, assumed name, but all of that could say is being referenced as my estate name. So I got a business and I got a bank but they all still could be working under my estate name. And this will kind of be the form that I can use to, to define it under the Treasury Direct, because this is under physical service, and physical service is uh, under your, your debt. The public debt is under physical service. Physical service is under the Federal Reserve Bank. So there, mm-hmm. so this uh, that document works with the Federal Reserve Bank, that, that's where your money's kept at on the back of your social security. So I'm just stating 0385 might be something. It's called a certificate of identity and it's an affidavit. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for that information, brother. I appreciate you all the time. You and Beverly. Thank you. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, 901. Man, it's clean. 901. All the reason why is because it's probably one of the safest cars on the street right now. Yeah, it's hard. It's just it's, it's tough.
symbol here. Uh, I don't want him to uh, think, where is my look? Let me see if, uh, while you're looking for that, let me see if 901281. 901281. Okay, they're not ready. Okay, let me, I got a plug in here. And uh, let me try 850691. Eight five zero. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me, Bill? Yes, we can. How are you doing today? How are you doing? Great. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mr. Rice? Oh, fine. I just plugged myself in so we don't get cut out. Thank you for your patience. How can I help you, sir? Well, I want to talk about uh, operating as a trust uh, as far as <laughs> registering your vehicles. And I was wondering, okay. would it be better to make up a name as as far as your trust to put all of your, uh, I guess, all of your assets in? What do you think about that? You, you know, they have, and I, I recommend everyone need to get a 98 uh, trust. And a 98 is a foreign trust. It's not allowed to do any commerce at all. As a matter of fact, the employee is not supposed to do any commerce if you read the rules of where the foreign trust is. And I believe that that is located in the uh, the IRS manual under, again, the same section as infant is, is done, 21.7.13.3.2. I believe deal with foreign trusts. But the point is, it's a holding trust where you just put your vehicles and things inside of it. How do you transfer it in there? You could use an irrevocable power of attorney to do that, just like you would with an, a regular one of their attorneys. It's an irrevocable power of attorney where you put it inside that trust. But again, I created a certificate that from for so the vehicles so I can be I got hold of the the equitable title. Remember, the state had the equitable title when they gave them with that that M M C O. When you purchase the vehicle right. and the MCO went to the state, um, I just gave you Michigan or uh, the, the international law that deals with UCC 9-303. Uh, Michigan has a law that you could look under. It's MCL 257.258. Michigan law, MCL 257.258, and go to number one and then go down to H, 1H, and it tells you that you have to surrender your ownership certificate to to the certificate they give you. You have to surrender it back to the issuing jurisdiction, which is the, the state. They issue you that uh, certificate. You have to surrender back to them as an owner. So what do you have to do? You have to fill out an affidavit and created as a, a certificate of title for your estate. Now you're the owner of it. We control these certificates. They allow us. We have a security interest. That's what a certificate is about. I have a security interest. Somebody else owns it, but you can change it and have control over that certificate. 
Would they give you something in back in return for that? Or? No. What are they going to give you? You got the vehicle. Okay. Why would they give They're not going to recognize right, right. it, give you anything. Okay. So you just send in an affidavit and return yeah. it. Yeah. You, you, you send in an affidavit showing that you're in, uh, in control of it. And if you have, I don't know, uh, do you have, a, are you online where you can read that uh, 9.303 to me, UCC 9.303? Oh yes, I can. Okay, read read the uh, uh, nine point three zero three. Let me see if I'm gonna open it up here. UCC. Okay, where's my? Ain't by my mouse. I got so much stuff here. Oh, okay. Oops. Uh, open. Folks, and you know, look, we having a little break here, folks. Let's let's go look under UCC nine three zero three in Michigan. They check us in Michigan. We don't have UCC, and they make all the letters and the numbers and the numbers and the letters. But the majority of people out there, UCC, everyone knows about the Uniform Commercial Code, international law. Those that's private too. Those were the instructions that deal with this counterfeit money that we work with. The fiat money. They had to make some rules and regulations on how to use the fiat money. So everybody must follow that rule. Uh, you should see here. You have it, sir? Uh, no, I don't. I had it and I lost it. Sorry. Okay. It, it's called Law Governing Perfection and Priority of Security. Interest in goods covered by a certificate of title. Again, law governing perfection and priority of security interest in goods covered by a certificate of title. Isn't that what you're trying to do? Yes, exactly. Law governing perfection and priority of security interest. Remember, we got a certificate. We got a security interest right. of goods covered by a certificate of title. I hope everyone here, what I'm saying here, what are we trying to do? We want a perfected and a prioritize it for me. I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. it to me. Now, this is international law. I didn't make this up. This ain't under Myron Rice's uh, prima facie uh, copyright. Myron ain't got nothing to do with this, okay? But I want you to read it so you can see it for yourself. I'm not making this up. You have it up yet? I know you're on the phone, I guess, yes, I aren't do. you? Okay. Yes, yes. Now, what, what, what was, uh, what is it, uh, Myron, the uh, numbers for, I know Michigan is MCL, what? 440.9303. MCL 440.9303. Okay. Because here they got A, B, and C, but I believe 9303 is going to say 1, 2, and 3. Because everywhere there's a number, they usually make it into a letter. When there's a letter, they make it into a number. They, they, you know, I don't know what's wrong with Michigan. They, they want to be different. They got to be different. But that's why they get a lot of people on contempt of court. Because you're walking in there talking about uh, 1-308. There is no UCC in this court, you sir. That's contempt. Do you have it up yet, sir? Yes, sir. 
All right. Let me uh let me do this. I'm gonna switch it over to my Skype for those who I only got a couple of people on the Skype that I can see. But let me Come on, um, go ahead and read read the read the uh part B. B. Goods become covered by a certificate of title when a valid application for the certificate of title and the applicable fee are delivered to the appropriate appropriate authority. Goods cease to be covered by a certificate of title at the earlier of the time the certificate of title ceases to be effective under the law of the issuing jurisdiction or the time the goods become covered subsequently by a certificate of title issued by another jurisdiction. Now, the issuing jurisdiction, and I don't know about you, what I got when I went to the registered uh, secretary of state and registered a vehicle, I had to fill out an application. Um, I have the my IRS that 98 number. I, I found I use a 98 number. I put my vehicle under a foreign jurisdiction, so I didn't have to pay any taxes. I only had to pay the transfer fee, and it says that exempt from taxes. 98, and it put my EI in my 98 EIN number. I'm just suggesting, folks how you may want to operate. But they gave me an application and I had to pay $20. So that it says here, you know, once it's been, what it says, that a valid application for the certificate of title and another fee, an applicable fee, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, are delivered to the appropriate authority. They, that's me. It, it got delivered to me. I paid a fee and I had an application. I filled it out. Everyone does that at the Secretary of State. So I'm just saying, this is how you get that security interest. You you understand what mm. I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I got perfectly clear. Yeah, I got right. I got security interest in this vehicle because I fill out an application and I pay the fee for it. Now I didn't get the tax and all that. I wasn't going about that. But this is says goods goods cease goods. Remember goods that is things that's covered under the when goods are covered by a particular tax. So it says goods cease to be covered. By a certificate title at the earlier mm-hmm. of the time the certificate title ceased to be effective under the law of the issuing jurisdiction. The jurisdiction. issuing jurisdiction would be who? Who would that be? It was them, now it's man. There you go. Right. The issuing jurisdiction would be the state. Right. And it, it ceases it or. And or and or and and under legal terms, the legal term now in and or is almost the same thing. And the time the goods become covered sequentially means at the same time by a certificate mm-hmm. of title issued by another jurisdiction. But who's a, who's a, a, another jurisdiction? That would be ours. Huh? Say say what? That would be when we register to ourselves. Thank you. When I did the affidavit to create my own certificate right. of title. And then you would register that to yourself? Well, or I would say because I'm, surrender, I'm, I'm surrendering it to them. So I just give them the original. I'm surrendering. I, you keep the original. I, I only keep the original when I need the original, but that's their stuff. Give, I'm giving it back to them. So I give them the original. I only give a uh, uh, register to myself when I'm keeping the original and I'm just notified. When you give a notice, then you want to keep the originals. But if I'm surrendering it, then you're going to want to give them the originals. 
Well, would you give them the, the tag as well? Well, uh, uh, according to Michigan saying, law, I can see. Uh-huh. If it, if I, 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 let me feel like this. In Michigan law says if you don't have, if I don't have a certificate of title, how do I get tags? Can you get tags if you don't have a certificate of title? No, you can't. Okay, so I got the certificate of title now. I don't have, I don't need tags. You don't have to have tags. You have to understand, driver's license, tags, insurance, plates, those are under um, some code or a, a, a statute that's, that's copyrighted. There's no constitutionality. Your state constitution does not say you have to have these items. The federal constitution does not say you have to have these items. The only thing that only people, the only paperwork that states it is the statutes and the codes. Well, I'm not part of that. I'm private. Hmm. I'm not under their statutes and codes. And what are we supposed to do when we go to court? They're supposed to say due process of law. They must follow because they took an oath to follow due process of law. It didn't say due process of statutes. Due process of codes to due process of prima facie law. It didn't say that. So if you don't do what you're supposed to do after I accept his oath of office, why you need to accept his oath of office? Because he's going to be coming in as an administrator for that agency he's worked for. But he took an oath on the Constitution. So you have to accept his oath so he better act on the Constitution. So if you don't act on the Constitution, when I repeal this, because I can appeal it, you have failed to follow due process of law. I understand that. They're not exercising law in the courtroom. If the the judge, any of those attorneys pick up law, the judge might kick them out. You don't talk law up in here. I'm McDonald's. I'm a clown. I don't got nothing to do with those constitutional laws. I got policies. I got an employee manual that I have to follow. I ain't got nothing to do with the Constitution. McDonald's don't have nothing to do with the Constitution. Burger King ain't got nothing to do with the Constitution. They don't deal with the law. People understand. There's a difference in the law that they took an oath on. So you must accept it. You need to say that to the cop when he walked up to you. Uh, excuse me, uh, before you speak, I need to accept your oath of office right now, here and now. Understand that. Because, yes, you stopped me because I, I, I'm driving, or you think I'm driving in your state, and I might have tags that has your state on my tags, so you have a right to stop me. But what? I, why are you stopping me? What's the probable cause of you stopping me? You don't have a, uh, you know, well, you don't have a driver. Well, excuse me. What law states that I have to have a driver's license? What law? Everybody listening, anyone out there that's listening to me and they, you know, they rebuttal with what I just state, please show me your law that says you have to have a driver's license. A license is permission. Traveling, everyone has the right under the Article of Confederation to go from one state to another state for free. The Article of Confederation which his constitution is based on. Trying to explain that to some of these uh, police officers don't really get you too far. 
uh, again, accept his oath of office. Right, right. That's why really, right. actually, you should be asking for the uh, officer, uh, 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 what do they call it, the shift supervisor. He, he, he knows to speak, ask for the shift supervisor. Because remember, these police officers have a very low IQ. They're not allowed to have an IQ over 100. They are so low. They are only follow mm-hmm. instructions. They believe what lawyers, the liars, or liar lawyers, whatever you want to call themselves, they believe what they tell them. And that's not that's what true. the oath is. And if you ever in court and you get a chance to cross-examine the police officer, you ask him, um, you still have personal acknowledgement that I violated a law. Exactly what law did I violate? Because these tickets got down here prima facie. They got, you know, copyright laws on it. And I told, I'm not part of your your corporation. Where? Show me where I'm part of your corporation. I do not consent to this. And if you can't give me a law, then your honor, you need to dismiss him because he's incompetent. He's an incompetent witness. They're supposed to have personal acknowledgement that uh, that you violated some law. Yeah, they have a jurisdiction over you. They'll argue jurisdiction because you're in their state and you got state tax on there. So there's no argument about the jurisdiction. But wait a minute. What is the probable cause of you stopping me? Oh, my headlight, your right headlight is out. Okay, thank you. I'll get that fixed, uh, you know. I'll get that fixed, officer. Okay, be careful. Drive careful. Come in as a peace officer, not a revenue officer. Yeah. True. Hey, is that I'm sorry, what was that, Beverly? I didn't say anything. Oh. I thought I heard someone. I did. So I heard somebody, too. Is oh, that sorry, it was on my end. Yes, yes, yes. Call? Y'all keep up the good work, man. I, I'm learning so much. It's just, I, you know, and also another thing that I, I want to question you about is, is operating businesses, you know, because I have several, but it's probably something I'll mm-hmm. say for another time. So he should put this business under trust or what, or as long as he got it in the LLC. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, you you operate business like you normally operate a business, but again, you you better keep the paperwork in your banking statement so that anything you spend on that business, you'll get it back at the end of the year. You can still do OIDs on that EIN number. If you create a business with an EIN number, it has a, has an account at the IRS, an escrow account at the IRS. Because even though you're a business, sir, the business ain't making Correct. no money. You are. <laughs> you're a CEO. GM do not make any money. GM don't have – it's a piece of paper. The CFO is getting – buying us cars – Paying the rent on the buildings is coming out of the CEO Social Security number. Understand? So I understand that point. Yeah. yeah. So so it doesn't matter. You got businesses, and that's good. That that matter of fact is again. I kept saying this is just another hat that you're wearing, or I call it big keepers that's going to do commerce for you. But you yourself and I, at night, you a man first. And dash the middle name. That's how you sign. You a man. 
and you are not under anybody's jurisdiction. American national, maybe. I think that's one of the titles of state citizen or state national. Don't be nobody's citizen. You be a national. Right. So you could be any of those items, but as long as you know I am not a U.S. citizen, and a U.S. citizen is one who votes for the president. Are you voting? Do you have a voter's registration? I I don't vote, but uh, yes, I do. Well, you need to rebuttal it. You need to be voting. People who vote means that I'm voting for the president. That means you're part of the corporation. You get it? You're a shareholder. I I do. I actually, I've heard that several times. I just, one of those things I need to get on. And, and and why these uh, foreign people getting so much benefits is because they're foreign. They're not part of the corporation. No, they're not. They're not slaves. The U.S. citizen is a slave. I mean, and we wonder why these foreigners can come in here and just get all the benefits. And that's one of the reasons. So keep that. That nine. What state do you call? What state are you calling from? Florida. Okay, Florida. Hey, Florida. What's the temperature over there? <laughs> down there. About ah. eighty-five, probably. Yeah. That's not bad. Oh my god. We got a cool up here, but I don't mind this coolness. I I like this coolness. But anyway. You, well, you, thank you, you caller. Yeah, thank you, caller. Hey, you, thank you y'all. Group, get you a, Get you a group down there. Get you a group about, you know, five or six people. Give me a uh, – I'll give you my Skype and get the group together. We do a uh, Zoom and and everyone can see the things we talk about. Put a little funds in there, 25, 30 bucks for each person. And, you know, hey, and, and let's see where you are. And I can show you my documentation and everything. I don't have a problem with it. We'll do that. We'll do that. I thank you all for everything. Have a good evening. Okay. Okay, sir. Thank you. All righty. I'm going to try one more time this 901 if they still on. Hey, uh, Sister Bell, how you doing? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah, now we can hear you. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, look at here. I didn't even realize I had question number one. I guess I need to ask this question that's been on me oh, for okay. about a good, been about a good month now. Okay. Uh, Mr. Rice, how you doing there? Fine, fine. How are you, ma'am? Good to hear hear your voice. Um, Look here. Um, The the birth certificate authentication process, (laughs) I I, I think I know it well. Okay. But I'm going to tell you why I haven't done it. I got a problem choosing uh, a foreign country that's outside of this landmass. And uh, I, I'm wondering if, you know, why can't I just choose my, like, house of and my family name as, you know, the land uh, or, or where I come from? Like, just say I say I'm from my last name. Just say my last name is Rice. Why can't I say Jaquel House of uh, Rice? You see what I'm saying? Instead of saying Ecuador, you know what I'm saying? And so that's my only holdup. It's like, you know, 
that's my that's really my only hold up to the authentication process because I really believe that there is some some serious um, um, power in doing that. It's just that what I don't want to do is remove myself from the America from America, you know what we call America because when I did my genealogy. You know, I've been able to go back to the 1700s, and my people just they they were the women folks was here. You know, the women folk was here. So it's like that's the reason why I don't want to remove myself from this land. So um, I don't know if you've talked to anybody, and, and they they may, huh? I say that's a good question. Yeah. And, and basically, you you you're not removing yourself. The United States, you just want, don't want to be under their jurisdiction when you do authentication. You don't want to be domestic because then that means you're still under their jurisdiction. The whole point of authenticating is so you outside their jurisdiction. And let's say I'm created. I didn't got to be the family of. I can be the island of myself. The island of. That's what I I'm, have my own island. Yep. I have my own That's institution. It. My feet. What's under my feet is my island. And, and so the reason why I that? say that, that's the reason I say that is because when you, uh, you know, like I'm not a tree, so I can, I can actually go anywhere, you know. Um, so if I say, you know, Venezuela or somewhere that's not a part of the Hague Convention, you know, then. Um, it's, it's almost like, <clears throat> and it could be psychological. It's almost like I'm disconnecting myself to my original homeland and all of my ancestors, which is where all my power oh, is coming oh. from. Oh, okay. Let, 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 let me let me clarify something. I, I see what you, I see what you're saying. Understand this: when we authenticate our Earth by birth certificate with a foreign corporation, all we doing is saying that I might be doing business in Taiwan. I might be doing business in Jamaica. So if I go to Jamaica and I'm doing business there, they need to know that I am who I am. It's only saying I'm doing business in those other countries and I have to have an ID for my country to say, yes, I am who I am. That is what authentication is. It's not putting you outside the country. It's allowing you to do business outside the country. I think you misinterpret, and a lot of people make this. I'm glad that's a good point that you're yeah. making. I am able to. I go to Taiwan, if that's what I use, and I use a toy factory over in Taiwan. If I go to Taiwan, I do business. Taiwan got to know who I am because I don't have an ID with them. I don't have a birth certificate with them. So I have to get something from the United States saying you are who you are and the uh, Secretary of State, the birth certificate at the county level, the Secretary of State and the federal, they all saying that you are who you are. You are being identified as who you are. And that's the only thing you're doing in those um, outside that Hague is that you're able to do business with them. Okay? That's it. Okay. That's all. Okay. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, because I've heard you say that before, but I, for one reason or another, I got a disconnect from the actual operating of business versus me being a part of it. That so I'm glad you made that connection. I really appreciate that, uh, Mr. Yeah, Rice. Because uh, even 
Yeah, because even if you look at the, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, oh, man. Uh, 90, is that 9148? The, the, the affidavit, the 4198, the form that you use for the federal, even though you're using the foreign address, it's asking for your local business uh, address. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, and, is so that 4194? That's a, that's a disconnect from the United States, but it's not the a disconnect because I, I don't equate the United States and America together. I don't. And I don't think most people do. Uh, I think United States, everybody knows it's a corporation, but America is like the continent or the land man. The, it's the, the called United States, Inc. It's called United States of America, Inc. They all, all of them are corporations. don't matter. There's really nothing associated with the landmass because they're all under the Pope, and the Pope deals with the sea. It deals with immorality and maritime. They're all dealing with, uh, they're not on the land. It can never be on the land. Only common law. Only the people can have the land be on the land. They're on the sea. They're always on the sea. That, that's what the Census Q Act said. Hey, everybody's at sea lost. Everyone is lost at sea. After seven years, they all dead at sea until you prove that you are a live person on the land. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying all of this. On, I remember you saying. But that was my biggest holdup in actually doing authentication process because I didn't want to have to. I wanted to say, you know, of. Uh, House of Rice or Family of Rice. Really, I want to say House, yeah. House of Rice, you know, rather than Family of Rice. Because when I looked up, I, I learned from Sister Yafa Bay that fa- uh, family, the word family, and when I looked it up, it was it was true. And into the etymology, it means House of Slaves. I didn't want to say family. Well, and well, I want only, to say House. Only problem I I, I may agree with the only problem I have is when I sign some documents, that's a lot of writing to be putting down there, house of this and house of that. That's a lot of writing. Why don't they just put by colon, last name, comma, first dash to middle? It, it, it's really short. And then put down your title after that. Whatever you are, executive of the state, agent if you're doing any per trustee if you're paying the bill. You can do you can wear any hat you wanna wear, but make sure you wear it at the appropriate location. You don't wanna be a trustee yeah. in the court. Don't be a trustee yeah. at the court. You're a beneficiary of the court. I learned from you. <laughs> oh, wow. Now I gave, I gave you another hat to wear. You're an attorney now. I gave you another hat. <laughs> attorney <laughs> and hat. Yeah, you, you explained that pretty good, too. Um, how you ended up becoming an attorney in fashion. I think if it wasn't the last episode, it was probably the one before that when you're talking about when you became an attorney at SAC and when you go to court, they're attorneys at law. And so um, that's some information that you present up front, you know, as soon as you hit the court. So it's in, in putting everybody in their proper perspective and their proper person. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember you talking about that. You have some really great shows, Mr. Wright. I mean, I'm glad you cleared that up. I have a lot less anxiety about doing that because of the land mass and moving my my body from from this land mass. But when you explain that you're not uh, removing 
yourself uh, from the landmass, what you're doing, it's all about the operation of commerce, then it makes a big difference. Yeah, because you got to understand, when you were born, they took your baby, where they took your footprint. Can, can you have footprints on the water? <laughs> no, you can't have footprints on the water. And this is why the and this is what people gotta understand. The Pope says I control the soul of everybody. But everyone's confused and they thinking it's S O U L. No, it's S O L E. Yeah. They got your footprint. They're controlling your footprint. So you have to say, Oh no, you gotta go. My birth record has I don't, we don't see the birth record, but we know that we have one because it doesn't. The state didn't kill us on it. They didn't make us dead on that uh, born record. We're not considered dead. Okay, let me let me say this because I did do this when I went down, and I, I think it was about three years ago. I went and got uh, certified copies of my birth. It says a record of birth or birth record. Anyway, it was a long form, and then I got it just to, for reference sake. I got the short form. Well, uh, the, the short form is all cap letters, right? And then the long form is written, and somebody wrote it out, just how old I am. <laughs> it's a copy of a handwriting, and it's upper and lower case. So now I was adamant that when I went there, I was asking the people, I wanted the one with last name, first name, middle name. And I was, you know, I told I, told I wanted the one with the last name, first name, middle name. And I was making such a big stink, not in a really nasty way, but I was really adamant, that's what I wanted, that this black woman pulled me in the back. She said, what you want is at the state level. So there is a copy somewhere that has last name, comma, first name, comma, middle name in my state. And they, she, this oh, woman told me okay. it's at the state level. You see? So um, uh, yeah. I, I guess you may be have to ask for it specifically, but I still haven't, because what I, I don't want to send off for it. I want to actually go there to the state capitol and receive it. And uh, uh, so, but I haven't had an opportunity because I've been in and out of town. But uh, it's it's not even about the name, is it, Mr. Rice? You got to look at that number up in the corner there. That's what it's about. That's the bond number. Exactly. You you're getting the last first name. It don't matter what order. If it's all capitalized, you still. If it's at the state level, you are nothing more than a corporation. That's not a corp. Corporation corps. You don't want to be at a corporation. You want to be at the county level. Uh, uh, you know what? Let me tell you this too, right quick, because I know we're running out of time. Now, okay, my mother, uh, 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 uh gave she like. Just gave me a carbon copy of the one that she received, and it has a that number in the top right hand corner, right? And the ones that I got at the at the at the county level got a different number on. And the one all capital has a different number on. So it's at least three of them out there, three different numbers, at least three. Yeah, well, in the top right hand corner. If you look at the, uh, the they they all have to start off with three numbers, and those three numbers is the area code that designate what state is from. Most of the time, that is right. in uh, type that's typed in there, and the rest of it, the year you were born, and all that other stuff, the high 
how what what number you are in the county. You know, they give they put down how many what number you were born at the county, how many people were born in the county. I think that's the last set of numbers. But that's all you want. In Michigan, the first three numbers are there, one, two, one, but there's no numbers after that. That's that means I, that is my uh, born date. That's the born form. The other ones that have fifty four year born and everything else at the state level is where they made me dead. So you want to ask That's something the at the state level. You don't want to, you don't want that. You really don't care about that. Okay. No, but I the one is what I was that's, that's what I was telling you, the one that I got from the county. My mother oh, the one that my mother has of me, okay, which is back in the sixties, it has in the top right hand corner, it has the first three letters the first three numbers are the same as the documents that I have. But what I'm telling you is the subsequent numbers behind those first three are different from the ones that I got at the county. You understand what I'm saying now? Just say if, if mine yeah. is 141, my first three numbers are 141. All the documents have 141 on there. But the one that my mother had right. gave, uh, received may have 653. But the ones that I got from the county a couple of years ago have uh, 9825. You see what I'm saying? After the one four, after the one four one, they have other numbers. Is that what you're saying? Yes, different numbers than the it's one that my dash. mother has. Right. It's a dash, and then it has other numbers. Well, that's yep. that's what she needs to be looking at. Not so much her name. That right there is her bond. That's where all the funds is at. But I'm thinking yeah, this is different. It. it must be a different bond because it's the one that. Oh, and let me get. I'm looking at it. One, one, um, one, four, one. I'm looking at the area code. One, four, one is Tennessee. That where you were born yep. in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, if there's no numbers after that, that's your birth record. That's your born record. That's the one you're gonna say I was a live person. Anything that has after that, any numbers after that, you're dead. And they they gave it funds. They may have created two or three. Maybe they wanted more money from you. I don't know. But the point is, you just want to know what ones that you were alive at, not and not care about the ones you did. You can control those later on with the birth certificate authenticating those. That's why you had to authenticate your birth certificate. And if you got three or four different numbers, then you might have a lot of money that you can start working and claiming. But the birth record. That's the one you want to get if you decide to get out the system that prove that you're alive. That's the one you're going to have to authenticate. I, okay, the one that I have is the certificate. Both of them, don't you? What I got is yeah, a certificate of. It's a certificate of live birth. Mm-hmm. And that don't mean nothing. The title don't mean nothing because I I got some certificate live birth on both sides birth certificate, and on my birth, and a birth record. It, it's the same title. They were too lazy to create a separate birth certificate. Some back in 54, they were just too lazy. Okay, so the that's short, not the point. The point is the, the number. You can, you alive after, if there's nothing after that area code 141, then that is your live status. Anything after that is dead. Okay, well, I got two different numbers then. Because the one my mama gave, okay. it has four digits. And the one uh, that I went and picked up, it has my year of birth and then dash and five numbers behind it. Yeah, those five numbers is is the number of how many people were born in your county at the day you were born. How many other folks were born that same day in the county? So 
it, it, you know, that those are your birth certificate. Those are dead. Those are dead issues, as you're dead. Oh but you do have a certificate. Certificate <laughs> means you have a security interest. And we just, it's a, it, we just went through with UCC nine dash three o three how you have to create your own certificate. That's what the authentication is doing. That's what the, the LIBOR code, if you look at the LIBOR code in 1903, it started in 1863, but 1907 when it was updated. The LIBOR code is the military dictatorship number 38 says that uh, the, uh, uh, the, um, the president, the commander-in-chief give you a receipt for you to identify. Identify means to recover. But they took your private property, so you could get it back if you identify the receipt. The receipt is your birth certificate. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thanks, Sister Bell. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Bryce. Thank I you. appreciate you. Right. See you tomorrow. Appreciate you. Okay, talk to you tomorrow. Okay. okay. We got two minutes, Mr. Rice. You want to give out your Skype? Yeah, my, my Skype is a... Uh, um, Rice Tech, R I C E T C H six five five seven. That's Rice Tech, R I C E T E C H six five five seven. I I did want to point out real quickly here mm-hmm. what, we, what we initially were supposed to be talking about: the resident agent and the registered agent. And it states here under my job description, four five zero dot one two four six that. Upon accepting service of process, because we're talking about service of process, the resident agents shall promptly forward it to the director or officer at his or her last known address. So, people, you want to get rid of your debts, you don't have any debts. If it comes to you with the all-camp name, you're supposed to promptly forward it to the director or officer or whoever the CEO of your state is of the corporation that you have or give it back to the CFO of a CEO of the person who sent you the bill. You are so to that, promptly forward it to them. So that would be the governor of their state or, or the attorney general? Their governor. The governor. The, the, yeah, the governor is in control because the attorney general, the uh, secretary of treasurer, the treasurer and the secretary of state are your trustees for your estate. So they're employees like you are, in other words. They're your employees. You can, if you got questions, ask them. You and I was talking about, I like that email that uh, that video gave me. He's telling you, he's telling you exactly what I keep saying. Y'all yeah. write them letters. Write letters yeah. and ask questions. Isn't that what yeah. he's saying? I said the exact same thing before you yeah. send it to me. I know. You've been telling us that all the time. Yeah, that's, you got a question about something. To you. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I'm saying, oh, we got to merge the, the the asset and and or the set off and and the uh, um the discharge. And this is yeah. why I'm saying you got to send it to both places so that they get merged together. Yeah. Once they merge together, the debt is zero. Boom, it's gone. Now you don't have no debt, and you were supposed to open up a treasury direct account. That's the other account they were saying that you need to open up, so you can operate in. And trade. Yeah. They, they should be getting the interest from the gold that you have now. When you surrender everything to them, you are now dealing with the gold that's in your treasury account. And they, and actually, you're going to be getting the interest from the gold. Yeah, you can so live off the interest. Part. 
you're living off the interest. You get a black card or a purple card, whatever card you get, you'll be living off the interest of it. And you're never supposed to be contracted with anyone. You pay cash for everything. Walk away. Yep. So, but I wanted people to understand the Michigan, definitely my job description is under MCL 450.1246, process of service of process. That's my job description. You are to receive all the bills, all the summons and complaints from the court, but when you get them, you are to send them, forward them to them, registered mail. If you read uh, Michigan, got one. I like this one. MCL 600.1925. 600.1925. It gives you the list of the summons and copies that you're supposed to send off to the people. If it's a county, a county, a case of a county, you send it to the county clerk. If it's a case they deal with the city, you send it to the city clerk. If it's a village, you send it to the president of the village. You know, it gives you a list of people that you could send this to after they would say, here's or her last known address. It doesn't necessarily always have to go to the to the governor, but you got other folks that you could send it to. But it says down here the service of process may be made on any officer having sequentially the same duties as those named or described irrespectively of their titles. In any case, service may be made by leaving a summons or a copy of the complaint with the person in charge of the office of any of the above-described officers upon whom service may be made and sending it by registered mail a summons and a copy of the complaint address to such officers at this office. So it gives you a list of people you can send it to uh, or can get it. The point is that once you, as an agent, you receive it, if you receive it, then you need to forward it to whoever's head of that corporation, the CFO, preferably it's the CFO, and you got to have his name on there and you got to have his address. You do not use a P.O. box. If you don't have that information and someone sends you a letter, and, of course, they might be some branch or whatever, you could take the name of the branch or the phone number of the branch, go to Dunn Brad Street, and put that in there. And that will, when you have a zip code that has nine digits on there, the first five dash and the last four, you're more likely to be dealing with their official business address. So you want to be sending to their official business address. So you go to Dunn Brad Street because that's what they got listed as. So you will be able to find what their official business address is to send it back to them. But it says send by registered mail. And then in Michigan, MCL.702, and I'll summarize it, such resident agents shall forwith forward one copy of such summons and pleading to the director, manager, trustee, or other officers so served by registered mail. So, again, this is another location, MCL 450.702, that talks about the registered agent. In your state, it might be a resident agent in Michigan registered in yours where you are to forward it by registered mail to one of those officers. It didn't say nothing about paying it. 
you know, how to eliminate debt. I just want you all to understand how to eliminate debt. And the personal liability part, I really like this one, MCL 12.280. This is your get-out-of-jail-free card right here, MCL 12.280. And you go number two, a member, officer, employee, or agent of the authority. Now, I'm going to take that word authority, and I'm going to exchange it with state. So I'm an agent of the state shall not have an interest either directly or indirectly in any business organization engaged in any business contract or transaction with the state or in any contract or any other person engaged in any business with the state or in the purchase, sale, lease, or transfer of any property to or from the bank, from the state, authority, from the state. So it, it got some of the innings in there, and, and basically you are not liable. You are just an employee. You don't pay the bill of the corporate corporations, but you all have it in your mindset because that's what your mamas and your grandmothers and great-great-grandmothers, everybody was paying it out of their pocket, but that was wrong. And just because they did it, don't necessarily mean you did it. Forward it to the governor as your job description did it. I did it for a year and a half, and this is pretty much, I, I got two little bills, a $25 internet, a phone bill, and a $30 internet. That's it. That's it. I ain't going to squabble with that little, bit of, uh, that little bit of fun. But anything else I get, and I get letters from the state, I get letters from the IRS, I don't even open them up because I resigned. But even if I received it and I opened it up for a year and a half, I would forward it to the governor. And I put down their law that states that I am to send it to you. So not one of them, in a year and a half, not one of those bills came back to me. Now the question is, did they take care of the bill? I don't care. I'm just an employee. I'm not going to tell the boss that you pay your bill. That's not my position. I don't have authority to say that you pay the bill. I know I never got the bills back. And if I did get a bill, the same bill, what am I going to do? Send it right back to them. And I'm stating their laws. Eliminate debt because people understand if you can eliminate your car note, your house note, and your student loan, wouldn't that put more money in your pocket so you can enjoy life? And when I are trying to make money, but it don't mean nothing if you continually being taxed and, and paying bills. That don't make no sense. We always live in income. I don't care what job you have and what business you're in. Nobody works for enough money where they never need anything. That doesn't happen. People have to keep working to maintain the bills they have. Well, what if you don't have to pay any bills? What if you're supposed to forward all the bills that has the all-cap name? If, if I work for McDonald's and I got a bill that says McDonald's, it is not for me to pay it. I give it to the manager. Here you go. Handle it. Thank you. You are the person they're supposed to send it to. No doubt about it. There's no argument there. You're the agent. They're supposed to send it to you but you're supposed to forward it to the proper person. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you again. As always, we appreciate you. And give out your Skype number one more time. 
Okay, Skype is Rice Tech six five five seven R I C E T E C H six five five seven. And I thank uh, Terry and Al Bay that was on Zoom. I hope you enjoyed uh, uh, showing them and get to see it. Maybe y'all better start getting some technology and start going and looking at what I'm talking about. I got it right on the screen so you can read it. All so right. Uh, send your donations to Mr. Rice so he can can buy him some ink and and continue on this journey. He's given us a lot of information here that a lot yes. of us wouldn't even know because we wouldn't even know which where to begin to look. So this is some valuable information. At least send a donation. You have people out here charging people thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars for this information and you're getting it free. So at least send some inf- uh send some donation uh so at least he can keep up his research. And again, thank you, Mr. Rice. Yes. And my process because I, usually the, the prices they're so low, um I just tell people you got Metro PC in your city, uh I got twenty five dollar phone bill, put it in for me. I, I, right now I don't think I have to pay for the rest of the year, but it doesn't matter, let it keep on going on. Just so that way you don't have to pay any uh, additional fee for sending it to me. Just go to Metro PC and throw it in there. Fifty bucks, whatever. Take care of a few months. I appreciate it. Okay, and we appreciate you and thank you. And uh right. join me tomorrow and Mr. Rice will be back next Sunday. Peace and love.
Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UB. Vormi's heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com.